You're listening to Chew on That. And here's what we're chewing on today. In 1977, CBS developed a TV show about a man named Dr. David Banner, a widow physician and a scientist who is presumed dead. And he travels across America under assumed names and finds himself in positions where he helps others in need despite his terrible secret. You see, following an accident that altered his cells of extreme anger and stress, he transforms into a huge, savage, incredibly strong, green-skinned humanoid who has been named the Hulk. In his travels, Banner earns money by working temporary jobs while searching for a way to either control or cure his condition. So in this series, there was a catchphrase. There was a catchphrase where David Banner would warn the people like, hey, like, don't get me mad. Like, hey, 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 leave me alone. And, I, and as a child, I love comic books. I still love comic books. I love superheroes. But I did not like the Hulk. And because he would say this catchphrase, and in fact, what would happen, this is what scared me. That, yes, that scared me. But when his eyes got to that, like that scared me to the point where I was a kid and I would like yell at the TV like, no, 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 don't, don't, no, 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 no. Or I would just walk away. I'd be like, I'm done. And, and I remember like there would be commercials for like next week on the Hulk. I'm like, no, no more next week. Like cancel the show. And, and there was this catchphrase he said that I didn't like. And that catchphrase is actually the title of my message, which is, don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Hey, welcome to Chew On That. You're listening to a podcast where, where we digest, where we break apart the current sermon from the current sermon series happening here at Life Church. And I say we as uh, me, I'm Pastor Keith. We have a few other people here. Uh, I am Dallas. Hey, what's up, Megan? And, then we, and then we have a fourth. Whoa. Hey, it's Jessica. <laughs> it's been a while since we've had four people. Yeah, yeah, I think four is a good dynamic. Yeah, I, I do. I like, and I like, I like. I, I'm the only one that said pastor, and I feel like when I do that, like, like, I don't well, know. Is like, it in the show notes? It it is in show notes. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, do I, people read the I, show notes? I, I, they do because I do get emails oh, and they okay, say email cool. Pastor Keith. So well, oh, I am yeah. also a pastor. Jessica is also a pastor. And God willing, Megan will soon be a pastor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Megan is unpastored currently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all you need to know. But folks. she's a great leader. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's all, folks. All right, so, so we so are Megan's doing voices today. <laughs> we are talking about uh, Pastor Dallas's sermon this last week. We're in the No Hard Feelings series. That was week number eight, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yes. That's a, that was week number eight, and you know it already because you clicked on the episode and pressed play. I don't know it because I didn't look at the podcast list before I pressed record. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure it's eight. I think yeah. it's eight. Yeah, we I'm have two sure. more. We have two right? more. We have two more. We're going uh-huh. 10 on this one. Uh, and the title of uh-huh. that sermon was, uh, was what, Pastor Dallas? Uh, don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry, which actually originally was going to be called uh, You Mad Bro uh, because uh, that's what I was told a lot when I— did struggle with anger was you mad bro and I hated that when people said that to me but fun fact uh, I know nerds are going to be like you said Dr. David Banner like his name is Dr. Bruce Banner but the truth is in 1977 the people at CBS said Bruce that's a weak name we're going to change it to David oh <laughs> so that's why he was called David Banner on the Bruce TV show Bruce is a weak name yeah. I wouldn't think of it as weak like I yeah. think of like a big yeah, biker Bruce. Bruce. Yeah. yeah. Not I know. I was like, Fair hey, do you guys forget that 
Bruce Wayne was Batman. Like that's, like, that's what I was thinking. But yeah, I guess they were like, we don't like the name Bruce. It's too weak. We need David. <laughs> David's a stronger name. Do you know how many seasons that show went? I don't. Because so. I, I was born in 82. You were born in 83. Correct. And, but I do also remember watching that yeah. on television. And, and then I'm, I'm thinking about it. Like by the time I started collecting memories, it would have been like probably 87. So the, the thing 86? I'm talking about. 86 like, would have been probably the earliest ones, but I do remember as a child as well. And I'm like, mm-hmm. was that show really on for nine years? So what I'm talking about more is they had a special called The Trial of the Hulk where the Hulk had to go on trial and to, to uh, you know, kind of be uh, corrected for his wrongs. And they showed that commercial over and over, coming soon, the trial of the Hulk. And there's a scene where he hulks out and like starts destroying the courtroom. And as a kid, I was like, I don't want to watch oh, that. Yeah. So how, how old were you when that happened? Were 88, you, I was- 11 or 13? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. I was five. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a five-year-old me was like, this needs to end. <laughs> I just want to say if none of this means anything to you, uh-huh. then this podcast is still for you. <laughs> this is not like a Marvel podcast. No, like you actually did come to the right place. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I just had to throw that out there. Cause for me, I'm like, man, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I know who the Hulk is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's not a gender. It's not a gender thing. It's not a gender. My wife. Thing. My wife loves the MCU. Yeah, for like, sure. If I were to, if I were to go and watch a movie, like if every now and again, me and me and Dallas would go. Uh, gosh, it's been a long time since we didn't bring our wives. That's right, true. To That's, a movie, yeah. like, but yeah. when we used to, like, she would be like, "Awesome." So you two are going to go see the movie. When are me and you going to see yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. And so my wife loves the MCU. That's great. So it's not a gender thing. No, Jessica. No, I'm just, nope. <laughs> we're, we have, I've we, got you know, nothing. we're buffs about other stuff. Yeah. yeah. Other cool things. Yeah. yeah. Like what? Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just thought it'd be fun being that this, I did speak this message to kind of give you some bonus feature stuff. Oh yeah. That's mm. super cool. And so, yeah. and that was one of them was uh, the David Banner thing. I wanted to talk about that. I was like, nah, never mind. I don't oh. have enough time. So, so, so the sermon is on anger. Yes. That's a hundred percent what it was on. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that was the, my first impression of anger was the Hulk. Yeah. And, and that's good. And I did not want to do that. So, yeah. Um, cool. So when you got, did, would you say you got pulled the short straw with, with this topic? No, or? I chose this. You chose it. I chose this. And I, I actually was given a very cool text from our pastor going, I'm really excited to hear this message because I don't see you as an angry person, which is, just a testament of what God has done in my life and transformed me from, mm-hmm. because I was, uh, you asked my old friends, they're like, yeah, that's like the first thing that comes to my mind mm-hmm. is he was anger. The inc- incredible Dallas is what Dang. I heard once was, you know, cause I was just, I was angry all the time. I ripped a guy's shirt once cause I was angry that he beat me in a play of an ultimate Frisbee. Like how aesthetic is that? <laughs> like high stakes. And, and I, and I apologize afterwards, but I was like, yeah, it just the Bible talks about how you look foolish in your anger. I really look foolish there, mm. but there's a there's many instances like that where I would be laughed at because I look so ridiculous in my anger. Anger so. is it's like all encompassing, and I feel like it does. It can be a barrier between yeah. you wanting to come to church to have a relationship with Jesus, mm-hmm. or you just pushing away and you know kind of staying within it. So I think we'll break that down more as the show goes on, but that's my first impression of anger is that it can be a barrier. I love it. How, 
have has everyone uh so i send out the sound bites here and we're going to cut to one in a second uh usually send out four of them uh or we usually make four of them every week so uh have have you guys all listened to the sound bites yeah mm-hmm. no i i don't remember what order <laughs> they're in but i i have listened to them no i i i go you know what you can give me any sound bite i feel like i'd be ready <laughs> yeah, yeah. he was there he was there for all of it I really experienced it all so okay so we have one no but he wrote the, the sermon <laughs> yeah one no, but I made the sound bites. Uh, so I guess technically yes. Technically and then two yes. yes. Mm-hmm. So before we jump into it, uh, this I think is a, is it, I would, uh, and, and pastor says this in his sermon that he's like, if someone says that they don't struggle with anger, they're what essentially they're, they're lying to you. Yeah. Or it's just, you know, really it's anger is not a sin. It's mm-hmm. anger is it's It's good to have anger. In fact, uh, you, you could say that you don't have a moral compass if you don't have anger because there are things mm. that should make us angry. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. You know? yeah. Okay, so we're going to go round robin on this. Pastor Dallas, do you suffer with anger? Do I suffer with anger? Like, like is, this, is this an emotion that is on the forefront of the things you try to pray out? Um, the biggest thing I, I want to pray out is I don't want to be controlled by anger. I don't think I need to pray out anger because so, I think you should have anger towards things. Things so should make I, you I think everyone has, I truly believe that like everyone has every emotion, like you said. Correct. For the most part, every human being, but they don't suffer from it. Correct. Mm. Right. So is this a, is this an emotion that you suffer from? This is an emotion that I did suffer from for sure. I don't suffer from it uh, anywhere near as I used to um, before. Uh, and it's, it's progressed more and more and more. And there's been, um, it, I can tell you this, my wife and I do this kind of recap of our anniversaries and my anger has been brought up every year as like an improvement. Like if I got a progress report on anger, it would be from like an, an F to a D to a C to a B to like an A, you know, or even an A minus maybe. Um, but, (laughs) but you know, but it's, it's interesting because I even asked my kids yesterday, you know, Hey, you know, um, have you ever heard dad? Like I, fighting came up. Well, actually, uh, the, the first memory came up. Uh, last night and was the first memory he had. And Kennedy said, I, my first memory is when you and mom got in a fight. And I'm like, oh, the one fight that we got like mad at each other. You know, she says she remembers that. But I went to Riley and I said, do you remember mom and dad ever yelling? She goes, I've never heard you guys yell at each other. So then I go, okay, cool. So there's progress. There's a four-year progress yeah. between one kid and the other kid. Or one kid remembers that fight, whereas the other kid says, I don't have any memory mm. of you ever fighting. So so I, so I would say I don't suffer with anger because I think I've just gotten better and better with it with just um, – you know, the things I talk about in the message, that those are things that I don't just do once. I do continually cool. every single day. Megan? Um, I think off the cuff, I would say no. But then, Pastor Dallas, when you were explaining, like, you can essentially struggle with anger and, and mask it in different ways. Like, I'm irritated. I'm frustrated, whatever. I was like, oh, that can be me for sure. Where I'm like, I'll tell my husband, I'm like, I'm just frustrated or I'm overwhelmed. And I think for me, that is like my my, um, my side of anger. So how it just kind of like manifests in me, uh, is just feeling like frustrated or overwhelmed. And so I would say yes, to be honest, Okay, just in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously I get angry, but I'm not controlled by anger anymore. I used to be a very angry Mm -hmm. person, but, uh, definitely something I've improved on. Okay. I would say for me, (coughs) um, I would say there was a time and a season where anger, yes, 
Yes. I, I don't find myself today when I get angry, but, the, but this too, and I don't, I don't, I don't understand or know fully if this is healthy, but when I get angry, I get really angry. Now, mm. is it a, a, a million paper cuts mm. that I just kind of stuff and then they essentially kill me or what? But like, I'm a very mellow, uh, heart rate stays the same kind of guy. I don't, I try not to exhibit that, but there was a time in the season where I, that was, yes, mm. where it was, I think as I heard pastor talk about this on Sunday, I could not only relate to it and visualize it in my life, but I, I can remember steps further mm. that I took. So yes, far and away at one season I did today. Again, I don't know if it's healthier, mm. but I don't lash out mm. yeah. so much. Yeah, that's good. If, if at all, like I haven't gotten in a fist fight in, a lot of years now, but the fact that I even bring it up to that, there was a season where I got into a lot of them. Yeah. So yes, yes. And yes. Again, don't know if my route's the healthiest or the sanest, <laughs> but when I do get angry, I get pretty angry. Gotcha. So let's, uh, let's get on this boat and take her down the, take her down the river. <laughs> So anger, the dictionary defines it as a strong passion or emotion of displeasure and usually antagonism, excited by a sense of injury or insult. So anger isn't just an emotion, but it's a cluster of emotions involving the body, the mind, and the will. And anger, I mean, it's all around us. In fact, 30% have said that a close friend or family member have trouble controlling their anger. 10% of people have trouble controlling their own anger. 25% worry about how their anger makes them feel sometimes. 25% have ended a relationship or friendship because of that person's anger. 60% agree that people in general are just getting angrier. 45% of us regularly lose our temper at work, whereas 80% of drivers say they've been involved in road rage incidents, whereas 25% of drivers said they have committed that act of road rage. And 50% of us have overreacted to computer problems with anger. So, anger is all around us. But the question is, is anger wrong? And as I look through the Bible, I see that anger isn't wrong. It isn't evil, it's not sinful, it's not a part of our fallen nature, nor is it Satan at work in our lives. In fact, Dr. Gary Chapman said, anger is evidence that we are made in God's image. It demonstrates that we still have some concern for justice and righteousness in spite of our fallen estate. You don't have to look far in the Bible to see instances where God is angry with us and um, things that we're doing. So yeah, we know that being angry uh, is okay. It's part of God's nature. So therefore it is also part of ours. Um, but when you're talking Pastor Dallas about the anger being like a cluster of things, that for me hits home where, yeah, it kind of becomes this thing where it's consuming so much of us that it gets to a point where it, when it's uncontrolled, I feel like I feel like you feel like you're sinking in it, right? Like you're, it's, it's all around you because it's all of you. It's your body, it's your mind, it's your spirit. And anger is, I mean, definitely proven to have serious physical side effects. So like you could be sick or be suffering from stuff that is happening because of the anger that you're 
holding in or displaying. So yeah, I think that's what I took out of this clip is just that it is more than this like one quick emotion or an off the cuff thing, at least for me and how I understand anger. But of course there are those like smaller instances. Yeah. I, the one thing I wanted to talk about that I didn't, uh, I had to take out because I just, I knew because of time and, and because of certain folks is, was the dangers of explosive and implosive anger. Mm. Um, they, you know, I know that there are, um, you know, places where if you can go and break stuff, I, I would love to do it. I think it'd be really fun, but there's places you could break, you bring stuff, break stuff. Um, you know, sometimes they say, Hey, you got to get your anger out on a punching bag or you got to get your anger out on this. And, and studies have shown that actually venting your anger out on things doesn't actually calm you down. It actually fuels you more. Wow, it actually, you, you will keep going. Hence why probably those places do really well. Cause they're like, you'll be back <laughs> probably tomorrow. Like, I don't know, but, but the same with impulsive anger mm. that when we keep impulsive anger, not does it, it will just not affect us mentally, but also physically. They say that just it has um, commonalities of stress, depression, all of these things that can kind of leak in because you're keeping it in and not letting it out. And so, and so, yeah, you're right. It's not just, it's not an internal thing as much as, as both it's body, you know, mind and will. Mm. What was the statistic about people getting mad at computers? 50%. Fifty percent. That is crazy. I, I, did, I did think it was funny that he included and, that. Yeah, did, did everybody else like go to Office Space? Yeah, just, like yeah. destroying the printer in the back. Actually, the first thing I thought about was the paperclip in the corner because yes, right? I, I forget what Windows version that was, but oh, my gosh, clippy. bro, no. Just, Go away. Like when you see them, you're like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was Microsoft Word. Uh, I do kind of think it's funny you included that because I f- have definitely had those like rageful moments at the computer or rageful moments in traffic too. I don't know what it is about those things. Also your story about spilling stuff. I was like, I relate to that mm. of this <laughs> like really just like, why am I so frustrated right now? Right. And again, see, there's my anger. I'm frustrated. Uh, I'm not uh, okay. Wow. So, so if we're, if we're, we're going to tear it through, like, myself. um, <laughs> I am a very clean cooker. Yes. I, I, I clean, uh, like I cook meticulously. Yeah. If, if I'm adding spices to, to rice, which I often do, I will pre-mix all the spices into a glass, like pourable jar, not dropping a, a like a flake. If it's paprika, you will not find paprika anywhere on my counters. <laughs> my wife, though, on the other hand, she clean, she cooks like more oh, open and free. <laughs> what is that? Salt bay? Where he's like throwing the salt on the steak. <laughs> and and she and so I, I will if I am uh my chore is uh after dinner, I clean after dinner. So I cook most most times I cook. And so cleaning up after my own it's like, yeah, it's fine and it's relaxing because I know it's done clean. And I'm, yeah. but when I clean up after after my wife's, I will get like, oh my gosh, <laughs> you didn't even try here. Like, yeah. and so those are little moments. And and while I say it now, like out of the moment, it's kind of like a loving, like yeah. a, like a, it's cute. Mm-hmm. But in the moment, I'm like, come on, right. like you know, I think you know that it's my job to clean up after this, yeah. and you're like, eh, half a cup of milk doesn't have to be half yeah. a cup. 
Bah! Yeah. <laughs> all over the counter. Yeah. <laughs> so Shelby actually asked people to um, come over when we bought our house to come help paint. And we probably had, I mean, a good amount of people. And so I'm, I look at Megan, because Megan, did you see me a lot while you were painting? Uh, a couple of times. You yeah. know why? <laughs> I don't because... think Dallas was even in the same country while we no, were no, painting. Well, no, for one, <laughs> but one of the days, I, first night I was there. The reason you didn't see me a lot is not only do I like not like spilling, the thing I don't like the most is paint being spilled. <laughs> and I was like, this is an opportunity to see it happen multiple times. Oh yeah. there, And it was, you know, it was kind of a free for all. And well, so I free was, for all is a very loose. So me and my yeah. wife helped move on day one yeah. and we left uh, during, because we helped move for several hours. We were walking, we, we got in the car and, and Jenna goes, my gosh, there's so much paint on that floor. Yeah. That is going to take a long time to clean up. I'm like, oh, yeah. I know, were they even, and I did pull the, were they even trying? Yeah. <laughs> or was it like a, like a, like an art expose where they yeah. just took the can and threw it? I'll give you Splatter an update. Paint. We're still cleaning it up. <laughs> I still get scraper every once in a while. I had a, I, I saw a video of a guy paint, scraping paint and I go, I want that kind of scraper. I need that kind I of mean, scraper. I mean, I'm going to be fair. You guys painted every single surface of that house, oh, yeah. including the cabinets, oh, yeah. the, the, I mean, the wall, everything yeah. got a coat of paint yeah. trim. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I went and did other stuff. I was like, I can't be around this because I don't <laughs> want, fair. I don't want the Hulk to come out like, what is happening? Ah! Yeah. <laughs> so, you uh, did seem a little stressed. I'll give you that. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, off uh, on, on topic, but off topic. When you get upset, uh, what's your go-to words? Now, I, almost everyone says, and if, if there is no word, I, I think that a psychologist could break down all of it. Wait, what if, do you mean? If, I don't understand the question. All right, fine. I'll, I'll, I'll answer first. When I get upset, it has progressed from a lot of swear words to now, this is my, this is my coin phrase, son of a beaver. Oh, wow. <laughs> to, Close. To, to what is, it's just a beaver. Mm. So I think that my maturation in this is, will eventually just say beaver because a son of a beaver is a beaver. But that is what I... Like, <laughs> So that gets okay. you out of it. You're like, because like, you laugh at that. Son reality. of a beaver. Yeah. yeah. And then, it, and that just that. And then, yeah. and then Jenna would be like, beaver. come on, what? what? It's yeah. just a beaver. I'm like, yeah, I know. So eventually as I progress in this, it will have eliminated the swear words from it. But eventually I'll just say beaver to hopefully it just, I'll say nothing, maybe nothing. Yeah. yeah. But again, I don't know if that's the healthy take. Yeah. Jessica, what's yours? <laughs> um, I don't know that I have a word. <laughs> Um, not one I can say on this podcast, <laughs> but, but your go-to is one you can't say on this podcast. Yeah. If I get to that point, mm -hmm. then yeah. Cool. Megan. Pro I mean, probably, I don't know. I guess, uh, I don't, I don't, I concur. I don't have a go-to. You don't. So no. what comes out of your mouth, if anything? Um, do you go? Mm. Mm, yeah, probably. I, I stuff it. Okay. Mm, yeah. You're a stuffer. Pastor Dallas, because you've been raising your hand. I got two. All, all of these. So <laughs> I like, got like, one I for her. In. He's got his list. I say son of a gun. Mm -hmm. uh, and I know that because Kennedy goes, I thought you were going to say son of a bee. I go, when would you hear me say son of a bee? And the other one is come on. And I think I say mm -hmm. come on a lot more than I should because now Logan goes, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so out of the moment there, because again, I'm a person that like, I swore a lot, like a lot, lot, even like in the last, Gosh, I, I still swear. So that's another revelation that like, I still swear. And some of my, some of my friends point out when I do it more and I reassure, I'm like, I, well, I, I swear around you because I'm really, really comfortable around you. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, 
I don't feel like I have to double count my words or, or anything. Mm-hmm. And then, and, but yes, I still am a, uh, that is definitely something I've worked on in the forefront, like have worked on on myself in the mm-hmm. last seven years. That has been like, I am myself. I want to strive to, to swear almost when the word is, it, it, it is the most effective you know, using it not like as a, as a knee jerk reaction, but using it as an effective word in the sentence, mm-hmm. uh, because there are some swear words that are, you know, when you put them in that application, they, they, they're, they're it's an English language, you know, <laughs> they, they mean something, but yeah. So that is a, I wanted to bring that up to listeners that like even four people that mm-hmm. you would, you would, you would hope are, are the the, the best that, that we have to offer for the church. Mm-hmm. But even us, when we get angry, I mean, you'll hear, son of a beaver. Yeah. yeah. And anything to add? No. <laughs> oh, I'm just thinking. Yeah. It's funny how like different people get convicted of different things at different times. Like yeah. I've always, I've, I don't know if I can even say struggled with swearing because I didn't struggle. I just did it. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, lately, I've always been like, well, I don't need to stop. Like, I don't feel bad about it. I don't feel convicted about it. But yeah, it's definitely something that I've, especially as kids get older, that I feel like, okay, like it's not necessary in this situation. Ours were when the kids were born. Mm -hmm. It was a, I have to really, because I know for a year, I'm probably, I'm probably safe for a year. When I come year two, I mean, they're just going to start remembering things Mm -hmm. that are just coming out of the mouth. Little parrots. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, so. Uh, what would so that's how I started taking the conviction mm-hmm. is is mm-hmm. you know it it doesn't it's not flattering in most applications mm. you know it yeah. I in fact it it shows intellect to be able to use it at the proper time and not as a mm. a knee jerk reaction it shows yeah. actually more intellect mm-hmm. to and I do think that I'm I'm firm with English language I think it's one of the things I excel at mm-hmm. is picking words mm-hmm. and saying them and. Yeah. If I just knee jerk reaction a word, that just actually proves my. And this might be a breakdown uh, psychoanalysis of me too. That it, I don't want to. I don't want to per- be perceived as an idiot. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think in the times of anger, like Pastor said in this sermon, that that's mm-hmm. the true colors are coming out. Then to quote the great Ice Cube, you got to check yourself before you wreck yourself. <sighs> yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Because what is what is the next thing? Mm-hmm. You know, so like now you've opened up the door, right? I'm mad and I'm going to allow myself to cuss out because I'm so mad right now. And then, okay, but then what's next? Did you just release all your anger with those words? Mm-hmm. No, because anger builds anger mm-hmm. in that when you're taking it out like that, right? So yeah, I don't know. That's How much the better does it actually make your anger? Right, exactly. Yeah. So how do we control our anger? Like, how do we get to a point where we don't let anger win and we're not easily controlled by anger? If you're taking notes, I think there are three things that will help us control our anger. Here's number one. When it comes to controlling our anger, one, you need to reveal your anger. Meaning you need to admit you're angry. Now, for some of us, that's easy because we have what's called explosive anger where we just let it out on people, places, and things. So it's, and so it's not really hiding, you just see it right there. But for some of us, we have what's called impulsive anger, where we kind of keep it in, and we, and we keep it to ourselves, and we'll say, I'm not angry, I'm just frustrated. I'm just irritated, I'm annoyed, I'm just disappointed. But the reality is, we are angry. And again, the scripture doesn't say, don't get angry, but it says, don't sin 
when you get angry. So don't mask your anger, reveal the anger so that you can identify why you're angry. Even that's for impulsive and explosive anger. You can say, oh, I'm angry. Well, why? Because we can't just say I'm angry because that person called me that name or that person said that joke and they know I don't like that joke. It can't just be that. You can't just identify the action as why you're angry, but why has the action caused us so much anger? Uh, Dear listeners, I apologize. I should have listened to the notes, even though I did the message so that I didn't jump the gun on some things. (laughs) Because it'd be really great to talk about impulsive and explosive anger right now. So I apologize. I should have have came and gone, I'm good, guys. I wrote the message. Just a little bit of foreshadowing. Yeah, that was a a kind of a slap in the face moment. I think it's worth hearing twice, to be honest. (laughs) I mean, I could talk about something else, but I want you guys to go and I'll kind of add on some things I kind of found out about the revealing the anger. Yeah. Uh, Something that came to mind for me is when I am in those like heated moments, uh, I'll ask myself like, why am I frustrated? Like, what is it? And I'll kind of hear that voice like Mm -hmm. looking at me like, what is it? And I'll say the thing and I'm angry. And then my brain will be like, okay, but but what is it? And I'll say it again. I'll say it again. And I'm like, okay, I'm kind of angry over nothing. Yeah. Right. And that has helped me, I think, de- get out of the spiral because when you sit in that first heated, hot, angry emotion, it can just kind of swirl and it like it keeps going. And I think that is why, uh, as you say, Pastor Dallas, like you live in that uncontrolled anger. And that is the, the real threat. The real danger mm-hmm. is the one that cannot be controlled. So what is the thing that kind of the, the check right? Like, where does it stop? And if you're not able to essentially have the tools to do that on your own, there's a great system right here for you in the sermon to do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. I, um, had to go through a time in my life where I did have to like assess my anger, get to the root of it. And I found that a lot of the things I was angry about, it wasn't actually anger that I was feeling. Mm. It's just like, Anger is powerful and it's easier, or for me, it felt better to feel powerful in my anger than to like feel weak in my hurt, which was actually what I was feeling. Wow. Wow. It's, it's interesting that, um, you know, cause for, I, I would say men, because I'm a man struggle with the fact that I think so. And that's why I said, identify the root. That story came from, because I found myself getting very angry when I was called certain words. And in my mind, I assumed that everyone gets angry when you're called certain words until I had a friend of mine be called the same word and had no anger towards it. So I was like, oh, so it's not everybody. Mm. It's just you Mm. or you and other people, but it's you. So like, so why? Why is it that you get angry at this instance, but that person doesn't get angry at it? And so that's why I say we have to identify the root of it because you can't just blanket say I'm angry because of result. Mm. Well, well, why isn't that person not angry about that result? You know, because I think there's some underlying things that you need to identify so that it doesn't mask itself in anger. Mm. You know, I say that sometimes we mask our, our anger uh, with our, you know, saying I'm frustrated or things like that. But if we don't want to identify the root, we can just, we can mask the fear, the the anxiety, the the worry as anger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And, yeah, and, that's good. And we go, oh no, I'm angry. Well, 
you're you're angry because you're stressed. There you go. Or you're angry because you're you're afraid. You know, that's what it is. You're trying to mask it with anger, but it's actually something else yeah. that you need to identify. Because once you identify and you resolve that and you and you take care of that, you actually will not get angry at it anymore. Mm. And you realize, oh, I don't need to get angry about that anymore. Mm-hmm. Dang, so. that is so good. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I feel like a lot of um, anger for me would come out of like a, a fear, mm-hmm. like the you know, the base would be fear. And sometimes those things can't like be resolved. You don't just get to fix it. So then you have the choice. Am I going to stay angry because it's easier because it's masking and it's kind of helping me deal with the the fear? Or am I just going to press in and, and start giving control back to God? Because, mm-hmm. we, you know, we're trying to like hold on to stuff and get this God complex about like, no, I can control it because I can be angry and it'll fix it or I won't think about it. Mm-hmm. And we keep running with that when it really just needs to be turned over to him. Yeah. And pastor talks about this later in the sermon about the solution and remedy to anger, solution and remedy to jealousy, solution and remedy to Mm. fear, to, uh, we using it in this application for anger because Mm. it's, it's, it's a, it's a tested truth. You know, the, I can't, he can, so I'm going to let him concept the, the pray it away. Uh, we, we, I think we we think that prayer a lot of times is is a wish list, mm-hmm. like dear dad, this is what I want for Christmas. Yeah. Can you get me that house? Hmm. Can you get me this boat? Can you get me out of debt? Mm-hmm. I like that job. I need a wife. I uh, I'd love it if if I could if these kids would start listening and and prayer. Uh, I I would I will wholeheartedly say that the majority of my prayers is uh, remove this from me. Help me do your will. Mm-hmm. I'm listening, God speak. Mm-hmm. And when, when you pray in, if for my experiences, when I pray, uh, asking God to remove something, if it be, and that's how ultimately I, I remedied the resulting to violence with anger yeah. is, uh, giving that to God. That's how I remedied drinking a bottle of liquor a day. Mm-hmm. I gave that to God. I can't left to my own devices. I will be drunk. God, take this from me. I can't. You can. Mm-hmm. And now I mean it. Take it. Not just saying the words, but I have prayed in those instances where I just say the words. Mm-hmm. And then I wonder why the prayers aren't, why there's no response. You know, yeah. I have given this away. How come I'm still obsessing over it? Because you didn't give it away. Mm-hmm. You know, the classic, I'm going to give you a gift. Take it. And then you put your hand out, but you never let go of mm-hmm. the gift. And God said, I, I'll take it. Thank you. No, no, take it, God. I'm, I'm trying. You're still holding on to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, are you going to take it by already? Yeah. I'd like to let go. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, he's just not going to take it. <laughs> and that's, I think, a lot of times we as people get stuck in that. He, he's not listening. Yeah. Well, well, he's listening, but are you actually giving it? Yes. Mm-hmm. He's he's listening, but are are all your is all you're saying is your Christmas list? Because mm-hmm. okay? I can listen to my kids' Christmas list all day long. I, I, I get I I love the joy in their in their face when Amazon's printing a essentially a modern day version of the JC Penny catalog. The catalog. Yes. And and oh my gosh, last week when it came in the mail, I, I brought it inside, showed Jenna. I'm like, this is so cool. I'm so glad that they're doing this. And and we will, I promise Amazon, 
I know you're listening. <laughs> we will order from Amazon well, because you did this. That's, I know that's that's true. But the yeah. joy that that my kids have laying on the carpet with their with their with their specific colored pen to to make sure that this is this is my sons and this is my daughters. Uh, but I can watch that all day, mm-hmm. and my 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 father can watch me circling the catalog all day too and think it's cute. But mm-hmm. at some point, I mean, at some point the, the pedal's got to hit the metal. And, yeah. and we got to start having a real conversation. If I'm ever going to grow up, mm. I will, if I will forever want to be the child <coughs> on the carpet circling the JC Penny mm. catalog, I will be. God doesn't want that for me though. Yeah. At some point, wow. my children will grow up. At some point I will look back and be like, oh, I do remember that with fond eyes. Mm-hmm. But at some point I know that they're going to have to get up off that carpet and stop circling the catalog. Mm. Yeah, And that's with prayer. It's the same thing. If you're in that season of circling your JC Penny catalog, and I keep saying JC Penny because I don't believe any other catalog, any other company did it. Maybe Sears. <laughs> yeah, I don't Sears. know, but no one wanted the Sears catalog. I'll keep saying JC Penny catalog. If you're if you're circling JC Penny catalog to get your prayers answered, that's fine. It's cute. God loves it. He sees it, but he ain't having a real conversation with them. Mm. You're 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 enveloped in in these things in a catalog, and again, it's cute. My kids do it. I think it's cute. I will, I, as an old man, on my deathbed, I'll remember that with a smile. But at some point, my, my, my boy and my girl have to grow up. And the prayers have to change. Mm-hmm. And giving that away, giving these things away is the only solution I've found. Mm-hmm. In, in not only the good and the bad, but like everything. When I give everything away to God, it's the only solution. If there was, and I've said this on this podcast countless times, if there wasn't any other way to do it, I would have done it. Mm-hmm. I would have chosen that way. The God way is the harder way, in my opinion. The God way is difficult. Mm-hmm. You're listening. The God way is tough. It's, he never promises this is going to be easy. He actually promises it's going to be rather difficult. If there, was any, if there was an easier, softer way, I promise you, I would have taken it. But the easiest, softest way is actually God. Yeah. And it has yielded much much crop in my life. Yeah. So number one, reveal your anger. And number two, once we reveal our anger, we need to resolve our anger. The scripture said, don't let the sun go down while you're still angry. So how do we resolve anger? I think we do it in a few ways. One, we need to confront the issue. Matthew 18 says, Jesus says this, if another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the offense. If the other person listens and confesses it, you've won that person back. But if you're unsuccessful, take one or two others with you and go back again so that everything you say may be confirmed by two or three witnesses. If the person still refuses to listen, take your case to the church. Then if he or she won't accept the church's decision, treat that person as a pagan or a corrupt tax collector. See, I think Jesus gives this formula on confronting people because he knew we would avoid it. And confronting the issue is never fun, but it's necessary to resolve the anger in us. And I know for some of us, we're just hoping the issue goes away if we just ignore it. And it maybe it could, but we're allowing anger to fester when we ignore it instead of confront it. I love that verse. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry. I was somebody that believed like, like go sleep it off. Like, mm. 
Like, let's not deal with it tonight. I'm too angry. Let's mm-hmm. deal with it tomorrow. Um, yeah, that was something I really struggled with and I'm trying to improve on. Are you, do you go to bed angry? Um, yeah, that's a loaded question, right? <laughs> like when we know we're not supposed to go to bed yeah. angry. And yet, do you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, sometimes. Yeah, and... It, you know, this verse came to mind. Psalm 139, search me, O God, and know my heart. Mm. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And man, if that is, if that could just be your prayer, mm-hmm. if anger is something that you you are struggling with and you are wrestling with and you're like, no, I've just been frustrated or overwhelmed or irritated or yeah. all these people. Mm-hmm. Ooh, when I hear that, man. So you go to bed frustrated, not angry. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so go to bed frustrated. But Lord, just search me. Mm-hmm. Know my heart. Yeah. Lean me in how you want me to act, how you want me to respond. Like if that can be the the cry of our heart and the thing that's at the top of our lips, will that not help us to start resolving this anger? And, you know, when uh, I was listening to this clip about resolving by con- confrontation, I thought, but what about the things that I get angry about? like that I see happening in the world that I can't necessarily Mm. confront. Mm -hmm. That became my question where I was like, I don't know if there's a perfect answer for that. It's not like I can just forget all of these things that I see that are happening that make me angry, right? Mm -hmm. But God, is this a righteous anger or am I taking things upon myself that you're not not asking me to like go and do, right? Mm -hmm. So if it's a thing that I'm getting angry about that I can... I can have some type of effect or, or, you know, it's a teachable moment for someone around me or it's something even for me, mm-hmm. then let it be. Yeah. But if it's not, and I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm sitting here spinning my wheels and being angry and festering over something that a, I can't control and I should be giving to you, then father, just search me and know my heart. Yeah. I, uh, I, I love what uh, Pastor Kendall talked about the scripture that I use, don't let the sun go down. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of warning, especially towards couples in the marriage uh, conference we had, he was saying, don't get religious with this. Where if you're in a fight and you're like, sun's down, <laughs> we're done. It's like, no, 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 no. Like like you need to, you know, let don't let the sun go, go down, meaning don't let it hold it off. Yes. Don't push it to the side, yeah. resolve it, deal with it. And, and if you could deal with it today, do it. In fact, don't wait until later. Yeah. Like it's a way of saying, don't let the sun go down your anger. Like this needs to be resolved as soon as you can. But if the sun physically goes down and you haven't resolved it, keep working at it, you know? And if it needs to go into the next day, you know, keep working at it. But but it shouldn't be something that you you ignore or you push to the side, but you're like, yeah, I got to resolve this. Comes back to the concept that anger just really grows. Mm -hmm. You know, in... uh, yoga, they'd say like, take a breath, uh, and build, build the heat. They say, take a breath that builds heat within your body. I don't know. I don't really do yoga, but the couple of times that I have, this is something they talk about. Cause you're a Christian. Cause I'm a Christian. <laughs> and, uh, well, that's why I'm not saying it correctly. I know that there's a way that they say it, whatever, but, but I feel like it's, it's, pertinent to this conversation because you can build that heat within your body and it just keeps Mm -hmm. growing. And then in yoga, you release and you exhale the heat, but then you do it again and you build the heat again and it builds upon itself. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, the anger, I feel like is the same way. It does build upon itself. And that honestly, again, this is how it brings you back to that place of being uncontrolled. 
I think I think uh, I think any any and all emotion builds upon itself. That's great. That that's I mean, if if you are a peaceful person, then mm. then peace is what you'll you'll bring. Peace is what you'll you'll produce. That's the crop that you're 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 gonna harvest. If resentment is, that's the crop you're gonna. Everything everything's gonna be. You everything will be will be. Uh, changed everything will be screwed up because of that resentment anger fear loneliness if if you're swimming in a sea of desperation then loneliness is the only thing you'll see uh so yeah i lo- i love that that concept that everything everything multiplies on itself i think you guys said something too that was really that was kind of thought provoking for me like um megan you said do i go to do i go do I go to sleep angry, angry, even, even though I know I shouldn't. Mm. And then I thought in that application, like, yeah, that's a, that's a good, that's a Hallmark card, you know? But if we take every other sin and replace it, it replace the word anger with any other sin. Sure. Do you do this? Well, you know, you're not supposed to. Yeah. And then you're like, wow, that's, that scripture does, you know, like what pastor, what pastor just said, you know, you're, if you can sort this out before that sun goes down. And then it's, I think it's partially metaphorical and partially serious. You know, like I just want you to take care of it today. Mm -hmm. You don't know if you're going to have an opportunity to take care of this tomorrow. There you go. Right. So take care of it today if you got it. But then I'm like, but I mean, if I, if I just, if I cut the corner on it and just think of it as anger, well then gosh, I could apply that idea into my life for everything. If I know I shouldn't be, you know, I know I shouldn't be eating this, but I'm going to eat it anyway. Well, I'm uh, adhering to, to gluttony. I'm adhering, mm-hmm. you know, I know I shouldn't be looking at this, but I'm going to look at it anyway. Yeah. I know I shouldn't be going to sleep angry, but I'm going to anyway. That, I, that idea is that how many other things in our lives are we just pushing under the rug because A, mm-hmm. we're better than we were. And this is for me, I'll say this, that I'm better than I was. So I often green light something. Mm-hmm. Because Keith, even one year ago, is I'm light years in front of. Yeah. But now I've reached this point. I've I, I thought about this this morning uh, as I was as I was prepping for the podcast. Like I've reached this point now that my prayers are. I am I am I'm really in my garden and I'm pulling the minute weed out at this point. The one that's not even a real a real. Yeah. You know, like. But this is the type of tilling I'm doing now mm-hmm. and how blessed I am to be doing this type of tilling, but how disgusted I still am at having to pull these small weeds out, mm-hmm. you know, and that that's, the disgust hasn't, oh man, I haven't, it hasn't wavered. It hasn't ceased. It only, it's only gotten more furious. Yeah. I've only done it with more, I've, with more prejudice I'm pulling now, mm-hmm. you know, where, where I, I, the things I'm praying on are just even thoughts at this point mm-hmm. where when I have this thought, I'm like, oh, that's not of you, God. Yeah. I'm disgusted by this thought. You, and I was, when I was this morning, I was, I was prepping while I was running and I was like, that just, that thought alone is disgusting. Mm. And, and it, do I say the word disgusting and am I, am I being dramatic about it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Because that thought, I, uh, the thoughts I have in my head are not Yeah, there. If you want to be real about it, if, if Keith, 10 years ago, if you said these, this is going to be the worst you got right now, mm-hmm. I'd be like, yeah, I'll take that. That's great. Yeah. That's yeah. a, I'm a, that's, so I'm a pretty good Christian on paper, huh? Mm-hmm. But the Keith 10 years now, the Keith this morning said, ah, even that idea is disgusting me. Mm-hmm. It's not of you. It needs to go. Yeah. I was going to go on a different thing, but I, I want to piggyback on that because that is probably one of the best things that our listeners can hear is identify the small weeds in your life and pull them out, not cut them, pull them. 
because the thing about small weeds you have to remember is one, they're easy to pull out. And you, if you get them while they're small, they haven't spread. Mm-hmm. Right. And so therefore that's probably one of the best things you do is, and, and to the point, I think I would agree with what you're saying is I think every, every day in our prayers, we should go, God, is there anything I need to repent of? Because I don't want anything to grow. The other thing I was going to say is, you know, you said take anger out and replace it with anything else. For example, would you go a day with an unresolved cut? Mm-hmm. You know, would you go a day with it? You go, I'll take care of it later, you know, but like it's, what's going to happen is you're going to keep bleeding. Mm-hmm. It's going to keep, it's going to just keep pouring mm-hmm. until it's resolved. And so sometimes we think our anger is not uh, worth resolving, you know, or we don't think it's really bothering people. Hence the farting yeah. lady story. Um, but, you know, <laughs> which I didn't write that. I, I Googled it. So I, I, someone came up to me and were like, well, that's, that's a really better. funny story you came up with. I'm like, I didn't come up with it. I found it. And I just relate it to my message. But, but that's the reality is we, we sometimes will ignore things because we don't think mm-hmm. it's a big deal. But the reality is, is a big deal. I think- like you said, Keith, the the sun going down is kind of metaphorical as well as literal, but anger I think is meant to catch our attention. Like you just explained, a cut will catch your attention. Anger is supposed to be that thing that like, it takes up all of you. And so that's why you need to resolve it. It is, it's meant to be that way because there's some good work that needs to be done. And the work that needs to be done, God's calling it good. He's like, you got to do this. Mm -hmm. It's going to be hard but it's good and it's good for you. What if we can't resolve our anger? Like what if we have confronted and tried to correct the issue and the results haven't changed? Like I've done everything. Then I think we need to do number three, which is we need to release our anger. The scripture says for the anger gives a foothold to the devil. I want to focus on that word foothold because there's many different like phrases used in verse 27. Like the ESV says it's an opportunity. Don't give the devil an opportunity. The new King James says, don't give the devil a place. But the word foothold is used in the new living translation and the NIV. And I love it because the definition of foothold is a place where a person's foot can be lodged to support them securely, a secure position from which further progress may be made. So when we leave our anger unresolved and still in control, we're allowing the devil to place himself in our lives. And you know what makes more and more progress? Is when we say things like, I tried, I did all I could. I mean, that gives him more progress because he doesn't want your anger to go, he wants it to grow. He wants it to grow to a place where you're more and more bitter, where you're losing sleep and focus, where you think all of your relationships and all your friendships are gonna be the same. He wants you to live in that uncontrolled anger. So what do we do in those moments? When there's nothing we can do, we need to release them to the God who can do all things. I love how um, Pastor Dallas used the word foothold and like gave that visual for it. You know, it makes me think of mountain climbing where if there isn't a foothold, like you can't go any further. But if there is, you know, it allows you to progress up the mountain. 
So how do you identify what the footholds are in your life? You know, Dallas, you look like I'm, you're going to no, I'm just something. really jealous of what you just said. I was like, man, I really wish I would have put that in my message. <laughs> I love that. Like if there's, if there's no foothold, there's nowhere to go. And I'm like, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I was so close. <laughs> you solved the riddle. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, Pastor Jessica, do you think that as women, we deal with anger differently than men um, or experience th- it differently? I think like people would say we're supposed to, but I don't think that I do. Mm-hmm. I like, I think there's like the stereotypical ways, you know, that people would say, but I don't think so. Yeah. I would actually think like, like my husband and I are like the opposite of what people would think. Like I'm the explosive angry one, you know, in the past I've punched holes in the drywall, you know, and my, my husband is like, doesn't get angry. And sometimes that would make me angry. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I like Matt a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes that would make me, I asked that question because, uh, I think it's really like, it's cultural to think angry man, but what about angry woman? How are we experiencing anger and how are we taking it out differently maybe than a man would? Because, yeah, it's a little bit like less mm-hmm. uh, talked about almost. Like, yeah, oh, a girl punching a hole in a drywall. Whoa. You know, like, why is she so mad? Mm-hmm. Can you just imagine that? Right? Mm-hmm. Like, have you ever punched? Have you ever punched a wall? Uh, I don't think so. No. I have. Mm-hmm. Dallas? Feels pretty good. It does yeah. feel good. <laughs> okay. I guess I'm missing out. And then you have to clean up afterwards and you look like an idiot. But, <laughs> yeah. good but again, maybe you, maybe women are dealing with it in more of an implosive way in general as opposed to the explosive way. And so who do we take that out on? Of course, is the ones that we are close to. And as as the mom, as the wife, aren't we supposed to be the the nurturing one? So yeah. what is that? So what does that do to the the system? Right. Same thing with the man. They're the protector. So when they're when they're angry or abusive, what does that do to the the system mm-hmm. that we're supposed to coexist in this? So I guess I'm not sure exactly where I was tying that in with the clip, but it was just something that I felt like I had to say is that women deal with it too. Maybe an explosive, maybe an implosive. Ways. I think I, I think that just the sheer roles that society puts on each gender. Mm-hmm. I think that. We, as a man, um, I, I would like to lean that women don't do that, mm-hmm. but the field, the field tests have all come back saying it's 50, 50, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, like when I hear a Jessica say, Oh yeah, I've punched it. I, I've, I've, I've known, uh, women that they're vocal about it. Like, yeah, I get that, mm-hmm. you know, so like in my experience, when we talk about this subject with other genders, mm-hmm. it's a 50, 50 split, but my head wants to think that the pastor Jessica's are, are, the oddball of the group, mm-hmm. you know, I think that cause the role, like you said, like the, the gender role, the, the, the nurturer, the, the, the gatherer, mm-hmm. you know, I, we want to assume that, you know, men want to be like, no, no, the, the women don't do that, but they mm-hmm. do. Yeah. The, the field tests have all come back to say there's an equal portion that there's as many uh, portions of mats out there. Like Jessica's husband who doesn't exhibit that. Never to- has once punched a wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, and so, so as, as, as the roles in society, we'd yeah. be like, 
well, he must be really good at controlling his anger, but he, it comes out in another way. Yeah. You know, where I'm like, yeah, it's, I, I mean, it's been a long time since I punched, literally a long time since I punched anything. Yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah, growing up for sure, trees. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause, cause you're not knocking a tree down. Mm-hmm. So I, I felt that that was extra, extra punishing. Yeah. You know, cause he, I ain't going to punch a tree down. It just sounds mm-hmm. so painful. To it me. is, yeah. it is. Yeah. But in your head, as you do it and exhibit it, you're like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I felt for me when it got to the point where I was punching a wall, it's like, like, you know, the feeling where you can feel rage throughout your whole body. Like mm-hmm. you can feel Correct. the blood moving through your veins. Your hands are shaking, yeah. but, but I didn't know what to do with it. I'm yeah. like, what, like, how do I get rid of it? Yeah. 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 And oh. it's interesting because the devil, I think, loves to get in our head about our identity. Well, of course you're angry. You're a man. You should mm-hmm. be angry like this. Mm-hmm. Of course you're being quiet. You're a woman. You know you know when to speak and not to speak. Mm-hmm. And he wants us to struggle with, again. You know, he wants your he doesn't want your anger to go. He wants it to grow. He wants it to fester. He wants it to the point where you're getting more and more bitter and you talk to your spouse less and less and less and less. He wants to he wants to uh, have your life implode, which is interesting because they, they were mm. saying, uh, you know, sometimes the difference between explosion and implosion is they think, well, one's safer than the other. No, both are damaging. Wow. And like, they're both yeah. very damaging. They just do it in different directions. Um, but both destroy. Is there going to be like a bomb that gets dropped on your house or is it the slow gas leak? Mm. There you go. Right? Shoot. Mm. Both have the same effect. They just do it differently. Mm. And so like, that's what we have to remind ourselves of is we've been taught that this is how we should react. We've been uh, shown this is how we should react. And it's, but that's not what God wants for us. And so like, you know, and I talk about it. Uh, I don't know. Do we have another clip? I'm so sorry. I actually lost count. And so that was a fourth. it was, just, yeah. you're just having so, so much fun. I am having a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> just going to continue writing because, the message because, right well, now. No, actually, stay, stay the reality was, is the hardest thing for me to write in this message was my ending mm-hmm. um, because it was so personal and it was so revealing that I was like, oh, I don't know if I want people to know this about me, but it was very freeing uh, because of it. But I started. Why, why, why would you not want people to know that? You know what? The biggest because, thing I didn't want. I, I, okay, I'll, maybe I'll, let me try first. Sure. Go for it. Why I think. Yep. Because there's a stigma that a man in your position needs to have it all together. Mm-hmm. And coming from, I did not desire ministry as a youth. Mm-hmm. I didn't desire it. I, w- I worked in the professional I was a professional videographer. All right? Yeah. I came to this church as a professional videographer with no intention of ministry. Yeah. Right. So as a person in your position, you want to show that you yeah. don't, you don't do this. It, it's, but it's, uh, yeah. from a person from my perspective that I didn't desire this. It found me mm-hmm. that that's how you get to the people. Correct. And that's what God told me because I go, God, cause the one thing I did want to keep out was that, I've been free of this for only six months. That's what I wanted to keep out. I wanted people to assume, oh, that must've been 10 years ago. No, it's, it's, it's more recent than you think. And I wanted to keep that out. And I felt like God saying, but the thing that I love about you and what the church loves about you is how honest and real yes. you are. And mm-hmm. so I said, okay, I have to keep it in. And man, I saw so many men cry. And I was like, okay, this is why God wanted me to bring it up. And I wasn't going to get emotional, but I think I got emotional because it was an emotional moment. And so like, but it was hard. It was hard, but I'm glad I did it. And I I guess the reason I bring that up is because I know for some of us, we think this is hard. This is hard to to, uh, to, um, bring up, 
This is hard to admit. Uh, this is hard for me to release. Um, but you're going to find out once you do it, it's so freeing. It's so freeing and you're not alone and you're not, you're not, uh, you're not the only one. And there's going to be people who are going to help you with it. Yeah. The, the, you're not alone portion The we all, we all don't have it together. Mm-hmm. We, every one of us in whatever position you, you want us to have it all together, but unfortunately listener, every one of us has something that we're going through, something that we're working on, something we're working with. Mm-hmm. And the, the, it's not about being perfect. It's about the progress to get there. Yeah. And Christ is perfect and we aspire to be like him on a daily basis. But I promise you the people you look up to uh, spiritually, the people you look up to uh, emotionally in this world, they will let you down if your faith is only in them. Mm-hmm. Humanity has this trick of letting us down. Yeah. And we are all working on something. And that's one thing I want to emphasize in this podcast. This podcast started as a, as a, We'll, we're, we'll break down little nuggets, little tidbits, maybe try and make you laugh, you know, but the reality of it guys is this podcast is to let you know that people in positions that you think should probably have it all together. Don't have it all together. Sometimes a lot of times we don't have it all together. There are times where I'm in prayer and I go, I don't know. I don't know what the heck to do here. I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I, I should have an answer, Yeah. but I don't have an answer. And I, but so I go to the one that does. I go to the one that does when I, when my thoughts are still, uh, toxic, mm-hmm. when, when I'm still pretending to be somebody I'm not in some situations, I go to that. <laughs> and again, these are, these are the small weeds that I'm still pulling up, Yeah, you know, but today the small weeds still disgust me. I pray that for you. If you're listening, I want you, I want those weeds to disgust you. I want that to get, I want you to get to a point that, your old you, the old version of you is so disgusting. You don't, you can't, you can't for another minute stomach it. There's one who can fix you. There's one who has all power. If you just go to him, go to him now. He can and will if he is sought. He apps in my life. I, again, I don't know if you're listening what you think I was or who you thought I was, but I'll tell you, I was a pretty disgusting human being. And I'll say that on my own accord. The sins I the sins I did were pretty bad, by any standard. But I'm not that today. Mm-hmm. I have I I I I have. This isn't me. This is of God. Mm-hmm. I, I I wake up to let you know that it wasn't a few twenty. It wasn't that many twenty four hours ago that I was a despicable person. But by the grace of God, I'm not today. Mm-hmm. I want you. I want that. I pray for that for you. And sometimes these seasons we go through that just suck. They suck. And they're going to suck if we, don't, if, we don't, if we don't juice out the lesson. If we don't put that lesson in the juicer and get that little bit of drops out. And sometimes it has to suck in order for it to change. And I pray that if it sucks for you right now, I, pr- I, I pray that you get, you, don't make this for nothing. Yeah. Don't make this season for nothing. Get the lesson and move on get the lesson and move on. And sometimes these lessons are just small ones and you make small steps, but you're making a step forward. Mm -hmm. You will manufacture whatever it is that you focus on. Yeah. I focus on God today. I will manufacture living a Christ-like life more and more, the more and more I focus on it. Am I perfect? No. Did I swear this morning? Yes. Did I, did I have thoughts that I I don't want to have? Sure. Sure. That happened this morning. 
That is what it is. But if I stop going to God and start trying to, if I think I can do it myself, I'm sadly wrong. Mm-hmm. I am sadly wrong. There's one who has all power. Yeah. And he's God. And I pray that if you, if you, if you think you know God and if you think he's in your life, but you still have these things, then chase them even harder. Yeah. Run after him faster. Make it so every thought has to be in, uh, of him. Mm-hmm. And you do that, you're going to start seeing some large breakthroughs in your life. And then maybe in a couple of weeks, couple of months, couple of years, you look back and be like, these are the things I pray on now. They seem small time, but I'm still disgusted with the small time. Yeah. I still can't do it. So this is a great sermon. Thank you. Great sermon. That was probably one of the best sermons I've saw you execute on a, on a presentation level. I, I, I felt very good about it too. I walked away very, very, very pleased and very happy that God gave me the opportunity to speak at that level. So I, I thank you. Cool. Cool. For uh, ladies? Yeah. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I had to make another noise. <laughs> <laughs> I started one. Noises I ended with today. One. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Chew on That. If you loved this episode, if you liked this episode, if you thought it could be better. Um, just give us a thumbs up then. Yeah. See, if you thought it could be better, still give us five stars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, when you write and review and when you give these uh, positive things out, it just gains traction and more people get the, it just gets in front of more eyeballs. Yeah. So um, subscribe to the podcast if you have not done that yet. Mm-hmm. When you subscribe, then you uh, then you are made aware uh, when we drop new episodes, which this show happens to be weekly, but I, I can tell you maybe in the next two months there, it might not be weekly. Ooh. It might not be weekly. Okay. Mixing it up. And, well, I'm thinking <laughs> it's probably, I'm, I'm, uh, truthfully, I'm just thinking at Christmas, we might not do an episode <laughs> that week, but, but he wouldn't know subscribe if you didn't subscribe. Anyway. All right. That's how we hook you. Yeah, you yeah. know what? Uh, you, the listener, we appreciate you and we love you. And I really hope that you took away something yeah. today. Yeah. Yeah. We are praying for you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And we can't wait to uh, see you next week.